a lot of us sometimes can get in this mindset where we think we have to be doing the most when it comes to nurturing friendships. And not to say that we shouldn't. Of course, you need to nurture your friendships no matter what level it is that they're at. But I think you also just have to be really intentional when you meet people to know that everybody's friendship style isn't always that. So Grown Girl Gang, welcome back to the Girl We Grow Now podcast. I am your host, Victoria, and I am so happy that you are tuning in this week. If you are looking for tips, advice, and or inspiration, then you are in the right place. This podcast was created to help you navigate life and live your most fulfilled and authentic life. I am so excited for today's episode. So today, I had the pleasure of having one of my friends on. Her name is Rhea. She is one of my friends that I met in Montreal and literally she is such a gem. So I'm so excited to dive into the topic of friendships for this episode. So in this episode, we talk about how to make new friends, especially since we are in our 30s. And I know I've heard a lot of women in their 30s or even late 20s talk about how challenging it can be to meet new friends. We also dive into friendship challenges. We talk about friendship red flags. We talk about green flags. Really, we just talk about everything that has to do with friendships and the different experiences that we have personally had and also experiences that our friends have had or things that we've seen on social media that are really popular topics about friendship. So this is a little bit of a longer episode, but trust me, you are going to want to tune in and what I love about recording episodes with Rhea is that we literally are having conversations that we would have on a normal basis in our own friendship. So this really is a casual chit chat between friends. So I really hope that you find it relatable and that you really can gain some insights on how to deepen your friendships and how to really create healthy friendships that can also be long lasting friendships. So with that, let's go ahead and get into the episode with Rhea. So excited to have you on, girl. How's it going? Good. It's good to be back. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yes. And if you guys missed her episode, she did a dating episode with me. I will link that in the show notes so you guys can listen to that because it was so good. It's actually one of our most popular episodes. So definitely you're going to have to tune in. (laughs) I love that that's one of the most popular episodes that you have because it's also just a conversation really and truly that you and I have like all the time. So it's really cool that it was that like organic for us that people resonated with it. And I feel like that's probably why they felt like they were talking to their friends too and like getting extra insight from, you know, us, their new friends. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, it was so much fun. Also, I remember after you released the episode, I was driving to my boyfriend's cabin with him and I like made him listen to the whole episode and he was so, so gassed up when we got to the part where we were talking about him. He was like, that's me. Oh (laughs) my gosh, it's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) It was really cute. Super cute. I mean, he is literally giving men blueprints, so. I love that because he clearly did it right and he's a good head on his shoulder. So yeah, we're going to have to get you both on here if he's willing to come on. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure he would love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is like a little surprise icebreaker for you, but I usually like to do an icebreaker with my guests. So I have to ask you a little question. What Mm -hmm. is your 2024 mantra or focus word that's helping you live your best year yet? Ooh, I love this one. You know, normally I feel like I have these answers right off the bat, ready to go. But this year, I didn't really make any, but I think that in itself is the mantra. I think this year, like I'm really just trying, I'll say intuitive. I'm trying to just in a way go with the flow, but I think just like listen to my body, listen to what my gut is saying, all of my instincts and really just like lean into whatever it is that feels right. So I don't have anything like specific. I'm kind of really just going with the flow. Maybe that's horrible. I like that. Well, I don't know that it's horrible. I think that maybe if you did it all the time and maybe it might be horrible, but I think Mm -hmm. if it was stopping you from like 
living your best life, then maybe. But if you're in this place in your life where you feel like you kind of accomplish things and you have a pretty solid life and you're really happy, like going with the flow kind of makes sense. And it's kind of like a way that you can release control and see what life is going to bring you this year. And then next year, maybe you'll have a mantra or a focus word that comes out of this year. So I think that's okay to do that sometimes. Just see what life brings. See, yeah, this is why I know I can tell you these things because that's it exactly. (laughs) I feel like sometimes I have all of these resolutions, all these mantras that I'm following and not to say that I don't stick to them, but sometimes I think I can be so, so structured that it takes away from like being in the present and actually just enjoying life as it's coming. So I think, yeah, I'm just trying to live a little and just go with the flow. I love that. And I think that's important. So that's perfect. Okay. So today we are going to talk about friendships, which I'm so excited because I think this is a necessary conversation. I feel like people really focus so much on romantic relationships. And of course, those are important. But having solid friendships is so crucial. And I think especially in your 30s, it can be easy to maybe lose those friendships or kind of just focus on all these other things. But I think really nurturing your friendships is a really huge thing. And I think we should give it more attention and be more intentional about it. Definitely. I think more intentional and more selective. Yes, we'll get deeper into that. But what are some of your tips on how to make friends in your 30s? Because I hear and I see on social media a lot of women talking about it's so hard to make friends in my 30s. So what are your tips? Yeah. And you know what? It's so interesting because I feel like, I don't know if it's just a coincidence, before I turned 30, I feel like that wasn't something I ever really had to think of. Like I lived in my hometown. I went to school there. Like I basically did everything in my hometown. So I never really had a reason to like really need to kick it into high gear when it came to making new friends. I sort of just like had my friends from high school, friends or colleagues and then turn into friends. So I never really had to like fully think about it. Mm. But I feel like once I moved to Montreal and I left my hometown behind, I'm in a city. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really have no friends. So you really (laughs) have to work a lot harder. So I think the things that worked for me, everything just comes down to frequency. But for me, I started off with just like going to coffee shops in my neighborhood. I would bring my laptop and do work there and kind of just like spend as much time as I could. And I think the more you start to frequent a place, the more you start to get familiar even with that work there. So I started talking to like the baristas that work there and we started to develop friendships. And then as well, um, the gym that I go to is also in my neighborhood. So again, I started going there same time every single day. That's also how, if you heard the last episode, how I met my boyfriend, but I've also met a lot of really, really amazing women at that gym, got a lot of really great friendships that have come from there. So I think it's really the key is just like being in spaces where specifically if you're looking for female friendships, where there's like feminine energy that can be reciprocated mm. and just places where you feel safe and you don't have to act any type of way other than yourself. Yeah, I think that's huge. And it just sounds like at least what I'm hearing from that is like you put yourself out there. You got out of your house because I know you work remotely too. So it's like you had to go outside of your house. You had to make a routine and go to these places. And by doing that, you ended up meeting people. And I think that's really true no matter what kind of relationship, friendship or romantic. But you have to go to places and you have to be willing to put yourself out there. Be willing to start a conversation with a stranger. And I know that could be challenging. But really, if you're nice and you're smiley and you're bubbly, most people are going to be accepting to that. And if they're not, they're lost. But most people aren't really going to be like, "Ugh, why is she so friendly? (laughs) You know? Exactly. And it's so funny you say that because I think that's the mindset that I had before is like, why would somebody want to talk to like some random girl? you know, who's just coming up to them being like, hey, but the more that I did it, the more, especially in those places that I frequented, I would get a lot of people being like, oh my gosh, I've been wanting to talk to you also. So it's just like, you never really know what it is that you're missing until you put yourself out there. And I think as a woman, sometimes too, it is a little bit easier because there's so many things that we as women can just like, not even just women, I shouldn't say that, can just like relate to each other on, especially in the gym. Like it's so easy mm-hmm. just to start with a compliment or, hey, where did you get your your workout set? Where'd you get your shoes? Or where do you get your hair done? That's how I met a lot of my friends, especially trying to find like a hairdresser in the city. I would just go up to girls and be like, hey girl, where'd you get your braid? And then that in itself, you know, would just spring a conversation. So I think taking the ego out of it too and just knowing like, you know what? We all are in the same boat. A lot of people truly are looking for new friends. So just put yourself out there and we'll never know what comes out of it. So true. And I have to add on because we met on Bumble BFF. That's an option. 
Yes, it's so funny. I think um, the other day someone was asking me how I met my friends in Montreal. And I was like, well, a good portion of them I met on Bumble BFF. But one of my friends I met at a workout class. So I mm-hmm. think using a mixture of both, like don't just rely on Bumble BFF because you don't want to go outside. I think a mixture of both is going to be helpful if you kind of want to cover all your bases and find your new friend group. Definitely. I forgot that. Well, not that I forgot that you and I met on Bumble BFF, but it's just so funny because for me, I loved the experience. I'm so happy that I met you on Bumble BFF. After I met you, I was like, I'm done. I don't need anybody else. I'm Victoria. I'm good. And I literally deleted the app. (laughs) That is so freaking funny. Well, clearly you needed to, because I know you're not really app person in general, but you needed to be on the app to meet me. And then you were like, okay, I'm good. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm done. That's enough. Exactly. That's so freaking funny. But I'm glad you got on there for a hot second because I met you the end of my first trip to Montreal. So it was meant to be. (laughs) Yes. I can't believe you've had that many trips since then. I feel like I've lost count, but at least four, maybe five. I don't know. But it's like my second home (laughs) at this point. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I did a friendship episode previously and we talked about the different Mm -hmm. types of friendships, meaning acquaintances, casual friends, close friends, like best friends. So I want to talk about how we can go about deepening friendships and like the keys to long lasting friendships, because I saw this post on Instagram, I think it was, and it said that the key to long lasting friendships is having low maintenance friendships. And some people were so mad in the comments. It literally was like split. So I want to get your thoughts on that. Like, what do you think the keys are to having a long lasting friendship? Okay, first of all, I already love that. Please send it to me because I, and this might get a lot of people angry, but I love that I, I feel like I am a low maintenance friend. And truly, I think that has been the key to the friendships that I have had where, and maybe it's not even necessarily about being low maintenance. Maybe it's also something that comes with age, but I think a lot of us sometimes can get in this mindset where we think we have to be doing the most when it comes to nurturing friendships. And not to say that we shouldn't, of course, you need to nurture your friendships no matter what level it is that they're at. But I think you also just have to be really intentional when you meet people to know that everybody's friendship style isn't always that. So just because you have one friend that might need a bit more nurturing in that sense where they might need, you know, some sort of communication on the daily, whether it's you guys texting or phone call, or even if it's as simple as like sending an Instagram reel or a TikTok, if they need some form of communication, then that's fine. But for me personally, I can't always be doing that. So I definitely am more of a lower maintenance type of friend where I'll at least try and check in, especially if it's somebody who like doesn't live necessarily close in proximity. I'll at least try and check in like once a week, if not maybe like once every other week, just to say, you know, like, hey, how is it going? But I think a really great way now to stay in contact with people as well is through social media, whether it be TikTok or (laughs) anything. I know that's how you and I also will just like spark up conversations. It's like we'll send each other TikToks or like Instagram reels or things like that. So I think it really is just dependent on the type of friendships that you have. And I think if you are a lower maintenance friend, I think sometimes we have a way of like sniffing each other out Mm -hmm. (laughs) and or at least that's kind of how it's like been for me but I also have other friends where it's not as lower maintenance but I think it also just has to do maybe with like proximity you know I have friends that literally live like down the street or around the corner so those are people if you looked at my phone you wouldn't think that we even speak to each other because all of our conversations are like here see you in five da 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 and we don't send each other any sort of anything on social media but I see them constantly so it's really this give and take I guess it really just depends on your friendships but what do you think? Yeah so I want to say you hit on a lot of really great points and I also want to say you're really good at checking on your friends I can say that from experience you're really good at that um, but I would say really when it comes to creating lasting friendships it's so important to understand what each of you require to feel valued and love in your friendship and I think that's kind of like what you were saying basically is some friends might need more attention but I think really understanding like what you need out of your friendships and then both of you all being really honest with yourself if you can provide that because if there's someone who maybe needs more attention you might not necessarily be 
at a place in your life where you can provide as much as they need. And I think that that's kind of where things can go awry if someone has an expectation of, oh, well, like I need my friend to do X, Y, and Z, like text every day or whatever. And that friend just doesn't feel like they have that full capacity and that will leave the other person disappointed. And then I think that can be a whole thing. And yeah, so I think it's just really being clear on that. And also I would say that I am a lower maintenance friend and most of my like long-term friendships and close friendships are the same. So I think like the fact that finding people that have that same friendship style is going to be a bit easier. It's literally like you said, like we might not talk every day, but when we do, we pick up where we left off in our check-ins and like we send each other the things on Instagram and TikTok. So Mm -hmm. I, for me, like that makes me feel valued and loved enough in my friendships. Like I don't necessarily need to talk to my friends every day, but also like you said, it is proximity because when I'm in Montreal, of course, it's like we probably don't send each other as many things because we see each other more. Exactly. And, And I think the thing that I love about having lower maintenance friendships is that it just really gives you that grace to be human. It gives you the grace to get in a busy stage of life and your friend not take it personal, but they will, like you said, sniff it out and check on you to make sure you're okay. But they also understand that, okay, this is her busy season. And I think that especially in our 30s, we're all in such different stages of life half of the time. Like some of my friends are married, some are moms, you know, some are like super focused on growing their career. So that's going to make you busier and your time's going to seem a lot less. And so Mm -hmm. I think like it's just having that grace for your friend and where they are at in their stage of life. Exactly. No, that's a really good point. I think there's also a lot of self-work that kind of needs to be done. Like I find for me, at least personally, I think some of like the best friendships that I've created over the years have been these ones that I've made in my late 20s, early 30s, because I feel like I had done the work on myself previously that has allowed me to get to a point to have these types of friendships. Because I think Mm. we've all sort of been there maybe where you have these friendships that you're either creating, where you don't necessarily know what the person's like friendship style or even love language is, or like you even said, like what it is that they require. So I think before I definitely was somebody who would run more on the anxious side. So I would take, you know, silence or no conversation as there being a problem. But to your point, it's just like, we're all in different seasons of our lives. And as we get older and you have more responsibilities, like we're just busy and it has nothing to do with the lack of love for your friends or not wanting to see them. But I think you just start to prioritize things a little bit differently. And sometimes, first of all, you don't even really want to see anybody, (laughs) you know, sometimes you really, it just really is like that sometimes, right? You kind of just want to be in your own space. But I think, again, the key to those long lasting friendships is just to understand that, you know, days, weeks can go on, that nothing is wrong. You guys truly are just at a point where life is sort of just getting in the way, but it doesn't negate that there's still so much love and respect there in in that friendship. Exactly. And I think if someone does run a little bit more anxious and they're concerned, I think it's okay to communicate those things and just have a level of communication. But I know what I've seen and I was recently talking to um, one of my friends over the weekend and she was saying that like her friend was so upset with her and she was in such shock because I guess, you know, they're supposed to get together, things happen, they like moved plans and like delayed things. And she was kind of like, well, I really needed you. And the thing is, she didn't tell her that before. She's like, oh, had you have told me? Like I I would have made it happen sooner. I just didn't know. So I think it's also the communication piece. I think sometimes we expect our friends to be mind readers and that's just not the case because I mean, no one is, but that's just not the case. So I think also if you really need your friend because you're going through a hard time, tell them. And if they're your friend, they're going to do what needs to be done to get to you sooner. And so I think sometimes that can also be the thing that kind of causes people to be like, oh, well, like I haven't heard from my friend. So maybe we're just not friends anymore, but it's like, just talk about it. It's so okay to express those feelings. Exactly. I think that's a really good point is just to talk about it. And also, I think there's a really fine line because it's when is it you're there for your friend or also like when does it become not to say overbearing, but I think sometimes too, like I personally have somebody who goes to therapy, I am in therapy. So I've also tried to get to a point where I'm differentiating like, is this something that I need to be talking to my therapist about? Or is this something I need to be talking to my friend about? Because yes. some points it can be a soundboard, but at the same time, you also have to be aware of the fact that the energy that it is that you're bringing to these interactions, like if you're constantly having the same conversation with your friend where you're either venting about a specific problem that you've had for months at a time, and that happens to be the center of your conversation 
conversations, then at that point, it's becoming very, very one sided where to your point, you can communicate it about it. But I think there also needs to be a level of awareness to know, like, maybe this isn't something that I should be going to my friend, maybe I should be seeking outside help for the yes. specific, you know, type of conversation. Yeah, such a great point. Me and my friend I was talking to, we actually talked about that. I was like, sometimes people feel like their friends are their therapists, but we need to get our therapist because one, they're going to give us a take that is professional because that's what they do and the take that we need. It's just as you said, like, yeah, we can talk to our friends about it. But if it's a thing that is really bothering us to the point we have to talk about it for months over and over and it's like the whole conversation, then yeah, it's okay to seek outside help. So I think that's a really good point. I think that's important because when you use people as your therapist, that could really cause a divide because that person's going to feel like, okay, like, does she actually want to hang out with me or is she trying to get, you know, a free therapy session? And that doesn't feel good for the other person. No, definitely not. And yeah, it's all about reciprocation. So of course you want to be there for your friends, but it can't be one-sided, you know? Exactly. And so I don't know if you've experienced this, but I've had a friendship with someone that I would consider to be more on, I would call it codependency, but maybe it is just more like very very anxious side of things but I just remember that towards like the end of our friendship it just started to feel so exhausting and suffocating because mm-hmm. it, I just felt like okay she wants me to prioritize her which I don't have a problem with that but I cannot prioritize you more than I prioritize my own happiness and myself and I just felt like it became so draining because you can't be the main character of my life I am and I think that sometimes you just like have to have those hard conversations but I was very honest about I was like you know it just feels really draining and exhausting being your friend and I know that might sound harsh but I think sometimes you have to communicate that and like you know the nicest Mm -hmm. way possible you can do the sandwich method but I think it's okay to like stick up for what you need and like your happiness and tell your friend like hey I want to be there for you but I can only do so much and I had a happiness episode recently with a happiness coach and she said that when you are in those moments and you feel like you really just need to get all these things from people and maybe they aren't getting to you when you want them to like go give yourself what you're looking for from that person and then I guarantee you it's going to keep you from getting all huff and puffed because they weren't able to give it to you so like sometimes the expectations are just a lot and we have to consider that everyone has their own thing that they're going through mm-hmm. totally kudos to you because I know those conversations are really not easy to have especially if it's been our friendship that you know you've kind of had for a longer period of time or even if it's a newer friendship those conversations in general are really really tough but kudos to mm-hmm. you and another reason why we're friends because I think it's important <laughs> yeah. to be able to have those conversations with your friends because if not and I'm sure we'll talk about it but then those types of friendships can then turn into where it's going like into the frenemy sort of territory yeah and then it starts to be little jabs of oh well like you don't have time for me to this and then you know they'll kind of package it as a joke but it's it's not a joke so it's like what are we actually trying to say here what do you actually want to talk about let's just get everything out on the table and let's just have a conversation about what it is that's bothering you bothering me and like we'll figure out a way to to adjust from there but I just really applaud you for having those conversations because that's something I'm trying to work on myself yeah I mean they are hard because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings but at the end of the day I know for me like I have to get those kind of things out or my natural tendency is like I'm just gonna like not want to hang out with you and you're you're gonna notice you know I will distance myself a bit because I'm just like again like I cannot let I'm not an anxious person but like if you're giving me anxiety because you're sending me long text messages and long voice notes about being bothered by something every other day like that's affecting me and at some point like I have to step back because I have to put my well-being first but I Mm -hmm. do know that those conversations are hard but I think they're necessary because if not you're just going to be going through the motions with this person and it's like have the conversation see how they respond if it's not well then that is your answer right there you can only you know do so much you can only control what you do and how you respond and their response isn't well then maybe that is just telling you exactly what needs to happen with that friendship. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Okay, so let's talk about some friendship challenges. So in your experience, what would you say, or even like just if you've talked to your friends, like what would you say are some top friendship challenges? Honestly, at this point in my life, I feel like I'm in a really, really good spot with the friends that I have. So I feel like there's not a lot of challenges that I come across, but I think if there was any, sometimes it really just might be like miscommunication, if mm-hmm. anything. I'm not somebody who like argues in general, especially with my friends. 
So maybe in the times that we do have any sort of like arguments, it's really just coming down to miscommunication. Um, And I think the way that like you get past that is in the same way that you do with any sort of relationship. It's kind of just understanding that it's not you versus this person. It's the both of you versus the problem. So whatever that specific issue is, it's how can you both look at it and come to a resolution from a place of understanding each other and saying, you know, one person may have done something that the other didn't like and the other person's mind, hey, that doesn't really make sense why this upset you. And that's something too that, you know, I'm starting to learn is just because it doesn't make sense to me doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't matter. And that sounds so narcissistic, but I definitely don't mean it in that way. But I think sometimes it's really difficult to take the ego out of it and look at it from a situation where it doesn't matter if you weren't necessarily hurt by it is whatever your actions were, it hurt somebody. And that's the issue. So look at it from a place of understanding and try and be like, you know what, it doesn't matter if I think it's right or wrong. I obviously, my actions hurt this person. So I need to take accountability and do what it is that I can to ensure that, you know, either this type of thing doesn't happen again, or we can find a way at least to know that though that was like the cause, it wasn't necessarily my intention. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. And I think you hit on an important thing. Accountability is being able to take accountability because you're right. It's not about what your intention was. It is about the action and they were hurt. And I think it's great when someone can, especially your friend, when they can tell you that they were hurt so that you can talk about it and kind of figure that out and kind of figure out, okay, well, I will do my best to not do that. Of course, you're not perfect, but you will do your best to be more aware of that. And I think that is like what you can do in friendships that's really going to help you have those lasting friendships. But I will say on the other side of things, like you need to be giving your friends the benefit of the doubt. I think if you're taking everything as a personal job, you have to look at yourself and ask yourself why. Because if you think that they don't have your best interest at heart, why are you friends with them? I would totally agree. And that's definitely conversations that I've had too when there has been this type of miscommunication. And I've been the person too who I think has been like, hey, what you did or what you said really upset me. But then again, taking the ego out of it, if I can sit with myself and reflect on it, I think I'm somebody who can be very, very reflective. So even when I am upset about something, it's not usually my first instinct to voice that. I personally just like prefer to sit with it first and be like, okay, mm-hmm. why is it that I'm actually mad about this and kind of get to the root of it and I'd say like 80% of the time, it doesn't even have to do anything with the other person. Because yeah. like either me having a bad day or I don't know, something happened at work or I could have been triggered by something from the past. But it's just like, again, having that self-awareness to sit with yourself. And like you said, just also kind of look within and be like, let me look at the role and the part that I'm playing in this. Because sometimes we can totally be the problem. Yeah. And knowing that, it's like, it's okay. Nobody, of course, wants to admit that they're the problem. But especially in friendships, like there's so many different emotions, different personalities personalities, we can very much be the problem ourselves. Exactly. And I think that's the best approach is to like look at the situation. Of course, it's so easy to know what someone else did to you, but also just taking that moment to self-reflect and be like, okay, well, how did I show up? And you know, what was I feeling before this? And like you said, is this triggering something in the past that I just need to maybe look at a little bit deeper? But I think that it's really good to take the time to reflect first. So I think you are the gold standard on that because it can be so easy to react. I know when I was younger, I was a lot more reactive, but oh my gosh, I was like getting older, growing and therapy and all of that has just helped so much because that's when you realize, okay, this is not the other person. This is all my junk that I need to heal and that I need to let go so that I can have these healthy relationships. So I'm not sabotaging them. Exactly. Yeah. It's a lot of self-awareness and self-reflection. Yes. So I'm going to talk about some friendship challenges that I've seen. I know there's one that I've seen hugely on social media and it's really the jealousy in the frenemies. But I just remember one, I think I saw it last year and I stitched it on my personal TikTok. But this girl was talking about how you shouldn't tell really anyone but like not telling your friends your like what you're doing and the moves that you're making because I guess some girl she told her friend about this job that she applied for and she interviewed for and she really wanted and then her friend with air quotes went and applied for and got the job and it was like this whole thing but I think there's something to be said about the fact that even though we're in our 30s you will experience jealousy and frenemies in your circle but what's your thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. I think 
first of all, you're spot on. I think it's definitely something that we experience. And I think the interesting thing about that is, again, I'm at a point now in my life where I know all the people around me and the friendships that I've curated. These people all generally want the best for me. So I have no problem like telling any of my friends what it is that I'm working on or exciting things because I know that they're gassing me up and they want me to achieve that just as much as I do. Where I find the difficulties is when you're cultivating newer friendships. And it's this give and take of, okay, I want to develop a friendship. I want to go deeper. I want to let them in on things. But then sometimes you can feel that jealousy or the frenemy vibe where you're not necessarily sure if this is something that is genuine on their side, their happiness, or if they're there, you know, taking notes or even the evil eye, for example, you know, you just don't really know. So I definitely feel like I've experienced that before. Yeah. And it's really difficult. I think especially maybe when you're a little bit younger, I think we've maybe all been through it, especially when, you know, you get that first, like maybe adult job or you're the first person in your friend group to get your first apartment or whatever that next like step is. I think that we all have to take at some point in our lives. I think sometimes if you're in a friend group and you're either the first one to do it, there can definitely be like a bit of jealousy. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, again, I think honestly, everything, I always say this all the time, everything goes back to therapy, going to therapy yes. for yourself. But I think really and truly, if you have people around you that are self-aware, they really can understand that your friends win or your friend's success is not their lack. And I think yes. that's sometimes a really hard pill for people to understand is like there is so much room for all of us to have whatever it is that we want like abundantly and I think once you start to realize that that type of jealousy or frenemy vibe really and truly should become non-existent because there's just no reason for it like anybody can have whatever it is that they want and me having it doesn't mean that you can't have it or vice versa if anything it should show you that you can have it like i love when i see so for example i think i told you this one of my friends she's in this like like negative space around dating just because of her experiences people around her and i told her i was like girl do i need to get my friend to send you a voice note about her boyfriend how they met and how healthy their relationship is and i'm trying to tell her like girl i I love when I see my friends have these healthy relationships and like great relationships because I'm like, okay, there's hope for me. I see it in action. So for me, it like inspires me and gives me hope Mm -hmm. because I'm like, okay, well, I want to see the people that have this healthy relationship because that shows me that I can have that too. So I feel like it's also like the mindset shift. You said you can look at it as lack or like me, you can look at it as, okay, well, if my friend got it, like I can get it too. So perfect. Like this is showing me that mine's coming. The timing is different, but it's out there and it's possible. Exactly. 100%. And I think too, me at my core, I always say this, but there's nothing I love more than a girl's girl. So I think when I come across yes. people who are just not, I just, I can't understand for the life of me why that is the mindset where somebody having something, people seem to feel like they're threatened by that. There's just so much for everyone to have. You know, I just, I can't really understand that one. That I think for me, at least the difficult part around that, like I said, is when you're cultivating new friendships and you're just mm-hmm. in this area should I be sharing this? You know, really hard to, first of all, develop new friendships. It takes a lot of nurturing, lots of conversations and lots of time. And I think as you get older, especially in your 30s, as we were saying, you can become really, really busy. So even though you meet a friend, you don't might not necessarily have a lot of time to nurture that friendship. So it's like, okay, when you do have these, you know, moments where you can hang out and those simple conversations, like how was your week? What's new? What are you working on? Come up? Do you dive in and, and say it fully? Or do you just kind of keep it vague? And oh, you know, I'm like pursuing new job opportunities or yeah, I don't know, new hobbies, you know, but then it almost feels like a job interview when you're really big about things. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's challenging. And I think that's also like a personality thing. I know when I was younger, I had like word vomit. I was like, literally, unless you give me a reason not to trust you, I was going to tell you and I was going to trust you, which did not always work in my favor. I've had some situations, but I think that's just who I am. I think I've mm-hmm. learned how to better protect myself because I think it's important to have a little bit of protection but at the same time I do think a lot of times we get that gut feeling I think you even mentioned it when you kind of feel like there's a little bit of jealousy there I think you need to listen to that because typically your gut and your intuition like it knows before your mind actually does so I think if you're getting that feeling yeah you can hang out a few more times test it out but I think if that feeling's there you need to trust it and really like make a decision off that like does it make sense 
for you to be friends with someone who you don't feel like really has your best interest at heart. And there might be that jealousy there because I think we've all probably heard stories of how that could go terribly wrong and be really detrimental to like your future. So really, like you said at the beginning, being selective. It is okay if you start hanging out with a new friend and you realize that "Mm, something just feels off and I don't think it's a friendship that I want to deepen. I think that's okay. And maybe they'll just be the person you work out with. They're like very casual. It's okay. Like if you have the same hobby and you just want to do that with them, but you already know that you don't see them as a deeper friend. I think that's also okay. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And especially that is so relatable as somebody who I feel like just moved. Well, it's been three years now, but I moved to like a different, (laughs) a different city. But I think that's at the time how I was making a lot of my friends is like, oh, well, we had the same hobby. So of course we would be great friends. But to your point, you can hang out with them a couple of times and then you just start to realize, you know what, maybe this isn't a friendship that is going to work for me. And like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's okay just to leave it as an acquaintance level. It's very much okay, I think, to categorize your friends. And I think that's so you can avoid the frenemies. And like you said, protecting your space. Yeah, and your energy. Mm -hmm. So going back to Delacy, so I do want to say because I know you talked about therapy and self-awareness and how like you didn't really understand girls who weren't girls girls and I think that's kind of where it comes from it's like they have a lot of healing to do and I think Mm -hmm. you know especially when it comes to jealousy it's really just if you're not in a space to recognize the root cause because I think jealousy it's a feeling it can come up but like you have to be able to root cause it so that you don't let it take hold and like really go awry so if you feel that little ting of jealousy it's like okay well why am I feeling that am I really insecure about something am I feeling abandoned am I do I have the fear of rejection and I think that the people who kind of let that take hold are just not in that space where they've done the work or are willing to do the work yet but I do like as you said think that it all comes down to self-awareness and really just wanting to be able to root cause things because I think jealousy could really come up in anyone's heart but it's really Mm -hmm. about what you do with it Mm -hmm. and I think it's absolutely and it's it's very much a natural emotion especially with social media depending on you know what it is your feed looks like the types of people and accounts that you're following of course it can become very easy to see things and get jealous about them but to your point earlier it's I think about your mindset and looking at it more as a source of motivation and inspiration rather than your lack because I think that's what it is is people thinking that they lack something but I think with that thought there should be immediate well, how can I also have that for myself if I want it? And yeah. not in a, I have to have this because they do, but it's just like, if this is something that you want, there is nothing wrong with doing whatever steps, you know, involved to, to get to have that, you know? It makes sense. So I want to talk about some signs of jealousy. I have a few and then you can chime in and tell me also your thoughts. But I just think through past experiences, I would say like if someone, if you're telling them something that is like bad news and they're kind of like reveling in your bad news and they kind of have a little like smile or they're getting a little too excited or kind of like, oh yeah, well, like I did tell you that, you know, that probably wasn't going to work out. You know what I mean? Like they're just getting a little too excited and kind of happy like that it didn't work out. And then also like on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you tell them about something really good and and they kind of meet it with negativity. For example, like maybe you say that you got this new job or a new opportunity and maybe they try to talk you out of it for selfish reasons. Maybe you'll have to move for this new job. So they're like, oh, well, like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, isn't that kind of scary? Like, would you really want to leave instead of gassing you up to be like, girl, that's amazing. You're making more money. It's your dream job. Like, of course, go like I'm going to come visit you, you know? No, those are both really good ones. And to add to the first one that you said where they're almost reveling in it. Yeah, I feel like the telltale sign is like an I told you so type of person where yeah you know you had something that you were either really excited about and it didn't work out and that's their first reaction of like I told you this was going to be it you know and we don't need to revel in something that I was excited about or so that and then I think like just the passive aggressive comments so to your point when you're saying you know you're you're super excited about something and oh well when are you going to do that or oh you have time to do that with people but like you don't have time to hang out with me or like Mm -hmm. things very like pick me I think that's what the kids call it (laughs) like very like pick me type of energy where they somehow I think make whatever it is about them in that sense you know I'm going away for like a trip or I'm going away this weekend oh well you don't go away with me on weekends or you know and it's just like why is that the first reaction you know and I think that's just like a telltale sign of, of jealousy and the frenemy vibe and I think sometimes too what people don't realize about that those words aren't making me want to do anything with you it's 
assuming the opposite girl like i don't want to hang out with you i don't want to go on a trip with you like i don't want to do those things if that's your attitude and i think sometimes too people forget that what is the that they say 90 percent of communication is body language or it's non-verbal so it's like to your point if i'm telling you something that i'm super disappointed in and that is your body language is giving smiling or you're "Mm -hmm," or in the opposite like you said you know you're trying to i don't know be negative about it in in some way those things like i think as i've gotten older i've become really really good at noticing those things and i'll take it i won't necessarily say anything in the moment but like i'm not going to forget that so i think it just allows me to your point earlier just to put people in specific categories of friendships where i'm like you know what if this is what your reaction is you're probably going to stay as an acquaintance or somebody that i just see much more casually and you're not going to be somebody i'm sharing any of my good news with exactly that makes sense and then kind of similar to the passive aggressive comments i think well maybe it's not that similar but i think like when they're in this one-sided competition with you and they're just always trying to outdo you or it's again like they say those little comments and it's like okay that was weird but you don't really say anything like you said so i think sometimes maybe the comments can be a little harder to realize especially if you do just like give your friends a benefit of the doubt you're like oh whatever like you just take the joke because they said it was a joke but like you said it really was just a passive aggressive comment that they disguise as a joke but i think if your friend is in this like one-sided conversation with you trying to outdo you at every turn especially like if you're in a group of people and you're talking about something and they want to one-up you every time that is like a huge sign that girl she's probably not your friend she thinks she's your competition she's in literally this one-sided competition with you totally that is one absolutely and another thing i started to pay attention to is also i think how other women will speak about other women mm-hmm. so in the sense yeah. even if it's on social media where you don't know somebody and it's like oh well you know sometimes i think it can be very easy to either see somebody doing something on social media but more so in real life or if you come from a smaller town or you frequent a neighborhood or everybody just seems to know each other and it's like oh well this girl does x y and z and it's just like do you know her have you had a conversation with her like where are you getting this information and one thing i can't stand is i think when a woman is talking about another woman and then you ask her well what's the source oh well this guy told me when did we start taking what men say with you know accuracy or as though that's Yeah, you know, so I think that's another thing that I pay attention to. To your point earlier is like anybody who I think feels as though they're in competition with everybody, you know, it's just it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be like that. And I don't know, it just it really couldn't be. me. So anytime I see that, that to me is just also like a very much a a red flag. This is not somebody whose company I need to keep if this is how they is. Because if you're talking about a woman that you don't even know from a distance, I can't even imagine what it is that you're saying about me. Yeah, that's really true. And especially if you hear someone talking about their other friends to you, that is like Mm -hmm. the ultimate red flag because you already know if she's talking about her other friends like that to you, she's definitely going to be talking about you to her other friends and i think that is like the sign to run at least in my opinion i would run totally and i think sometimes that can be tricky because i definitely agree i think it's also very much okay let's say you're going through it with one of your friends i think it's more than okay to kind of explain the situation to like another friend of yours and be like hey yeah this is what's happening can i get your input like do you think i handled this correctly x y and z but i think there's of course a blatant difference between being like hey i love like outside input about a situation that happened rather than uh i can't believe this girl and then you're kind of going off and it's more negative or it's like name calling or just like blatant insult exactly that's like that's the one where it's like you're insulting it's really negative you're just talking about them so bad but yeah of course Mm -hmm. like when you have close friends you're gonna ask for opinions and like advice Mm -hmm. but it's the more so when you're talking so bad about them like you're like oh this is my friend but then like in the next breath you're just talking so bad about them instead of like you know actually seeking a constructive helpful conversation so yeah that's a really good point to make and i find one thing i think that i started to do as i got older and not even just in friendships because this type of behavior can come from family members you can come from anybody but i think whenever i have those types of interactions one thing i always find myself like either saying in my head or like out loud or just as i'm reflecting i always make it a point to just like say something along the lines like i want to give back any like negative energy like back to the sender because i just i'm very superstitious like i do not want to hold on (laughs) to any of that 
So that's kind of one thing that... Um, Wait, what, what does that mean? Like giving it back to the sender? I just feel like, again, like in those frenemy types of maybe interactions that you have where you feel like, you know, you just open up to somebody and they're just giving you all of, like the negative mm-hmm. type of responses to it. I feel like after I leave those interactions, I just always say like, I want to give back any negative oh, energy back it. to the sender. So like okay. whatever negative energy you're giving to me, like you can have that back because I do not want that kind of frequency. No, 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 no. That is really cool. I've never thought about that. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not... uh, But I think that's really only in situations where like you can really blatantly feel like somebody else is projecting. And again, it's not something I feel like that happens to me often because of the people that I have around me. But I think sometimes, you know, it can definitely happen. Even sometimes too, I think if you're just like at the grocery store, I don't know, you're just having like a regular interaction on like the Metro and like you see somebody and, you know, have a good day. And they're like, well, today's going to be the worst day ever because that's why I see I'm like, girl, you can keep that. <laughs> yeah, that makes so much sense. Oh, you know, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think another one is like someone who, which I guess this can be tricky, but if someone is very, very insecure and they're not in the place to work on that and you are really confident I think that can be really hard to have a healthy relationship because if they're really insecure, no matter what you do or say, they're going to feel threatened by your confidence, especially if they're not in the place where they're actually trying to build their self-esteem and their self-love. So I think to me, that can be just a sign that maybe you just might have to be a little careful. Exactly. And I think, yeah, I mean, I said it, but everything just comes back to therapy. We all just need to go. Even if you're the happiest person in the world, I really encourage I feel like everybody to go because there's, we're always a work in progress. And I think there's always Mm -hmm. things to learn about ourselves. And as you go through different seasons in your life, you meet different people, you have all these new things come into your life. There's just so much to learn. You know, your lives are always changing, or at least I hope I would encourage people at least to have things that challenge them. And, you know, like there's nothing wrong with uh, self-involvement. I agree. And I know some people are afraid to go because they don't want to bring all of those things up but what they don't really I guess understand or realize is that you're bringing it up every time you're triggered by someone and you're having a reaction that's not healthy and you are literally self-sabotaging and ruining your relationships so it's like what hard do you prefer do you prefer figuring it out with a therapist a professional or do you prefer constantly losing friends and not having deep meaningful relationships so that is something that you know you just kind of have to figure out what you prefer because it's going to be hard either way I couldn't agree more you really do have to pick your hard. That's exactly. a good point. Do you want it to be hard and have no friends or have an abundant circle of people around who, who love you? So just speaking of that, so I don't know if you do this, but I think a lot of times that people don't really evaluate their friendships. And I think that it's really important to evaluate, not necessarily evaluating to eliminate your friends, but really just seeing how you feel in your friendship How do you feel when you're together? How do you feel after you leave your hangouts? Does it feel one-sided? Are we only ever talking about her life? Does she ask you about yours? And I think really just sitting down and really getting a clear picture of how your friendships are, because I do think a lot of times we treat friendships so differently than we treat romantic relationships. If a man is not standing on his business and doing what he needs to do, most of us are going to leave him. But it's like, why do we accept these bare minimum and not really healthy, fruitful friendships that are drained? us, I think it's a lot easier to just like hold on to a friendship, whether it's because you've been friends for so long or you just like feel bad for the person. So I think that really just like you said at the beginning, being more selective and really evaluating your friendships is a huge piece that I think a lot of us might be missing. Yeah, I definitely find myself doing that. And even in like to the T what you just said, one thing for me is I am always thinking about how it is that I feel before the hangout and also the after. Definitely mm-hmm. the before because it's like you should be excited to see your friends or spend time with them, especially how it is for a lot of us. Like a lot of us are busy. We've got jobs. Some people have kids or side hustles or just there's a lot of us are very selective, of course, with our time. So if you're going to be spending it with anybody, you of course want to be excited about it. You don't want to feel drained or tired or not looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I 
find myself like really, really paying attention to. And it's so interesting that you say that too, because I think it's so true. Like I keep seeing this like Instagram slash like TikTok meme and it's like, girl, you should give the gym as many chances as you gave that man, <laughs> you know, in like 2023. <laughs> but it's so true. It's just like when it comes to friendships or anything that is platonic, sometimes we can make these excuses and continue to have these mediocre friendships or make excuses for people. And I know for me, sometimes I can get in this mindset where I'm like, oh, well, maybe I was placed in this person's life like to help them or, you know, to quote unquote, save them. So I sometimes can make excuses for people, but it's just, if somebody isn't treating you right or a friendship is not reciprocated, it is okay to, like you said, let that friendship go. Not everything has to be forever. And I think that is something too that I've really realized as I've gotten older. And when you look back at previous friendships and even creating new friendships, especially in your 30s, is sometimes I think people don't actually question why they're friends with some of the people that they were friends with from high school or childhood. And I think when people really, if they were to sit with themselves and think about it, I think the only thing that they could truly come up with is we've been friends for so long. But it's just like, do you have anything in common? What are your conversations like? The time that you spend together is intentional. And not everything has to be that deep. Like if you're best friends Mm -hmm. with somebody and the thing that that you guys like to do is, I don't know, play video games and that's it, like that's fine. But I think for some people, it's just really that they've been friends with somebody for a long time. So you start to make excuses maybe for their poor behavior, the way that they treat other people. But I think as you get older and you're a lot more selective, you do become a lot more reflective on your friendships Mm -hmm. and the time that you're spending. And if it's not aligning with how you are, then I don't know. I think you posted something today where it said, I think there's something that time is like valuable or like invaluable. Yes. I saw that you posted that today. And I actually was thinking about it afterwards for a solid like 45 minutes. And it's just like in so many ways is our time valuable, whether it's the friendships that you have, the mm-hmm. hobbies that you're doing, the mindless scrolling, like all of that is time that we're truly never going to get back. And I hate when yeah. people say like life is so short, but like really and truly it is. And it's just too short to be spending it and having friends that don't fill up your cup or it's just not reciprocated, frenemies, all that negative stuff. We're too grown for that. So true. We sure are. And you're so right. I think, well, now I like to say life is just so fragile because you just never know what's going to happen. But when you mentioned that not all relationships or friendships are forever, it just makes me think of something that my mom has said. And like, I feel like drilled in my head since I was younger. She would always say some friends are for a season, a reason in a lifetime. And that's so true. And I think when you think about it like that, it really is like, okay, so if a friendship doesn't work out, you don't have to always be up in arms. You just have to really think about, okay, well, maybe this is how it was meant to be because maybe they came into my life for x reason and maybe it was just for this season because that's who i needed in this season but we've grown apart and like it's time you know to move on and i think that's okay and i feel like when you kind of take that approach it's it's i don't know i just think it's easier to understand why some friendships might not last they just weren't meant to everyone can't be a lifetime friend you know i love that that's such good advice and i think that goes for everything like platonic or even romantic relationships it's it doesn't always always have to be that way. I really love that. I agree. And speaking of that, I just speaking of it being okay to grow apart from some of your friends I do think that like I was saying like it is okay to grow apart but I do think that sometimes it can be challenging and I think there's growing apart from friends and there's also friendship breakups which I feel like are a little bit more intense I don't know if you've ever grown apart from any of your friends but like if you have kind of like how has that been and do you do you feel like it was challenging yeah I think A lot of us were probably put to the test during COVID. I feel like COVID, for so many reasons, was like such a pivotal turning point in a lot of friendships where I think Mm -hmm. it could sort of either make or break it. And I definitely have had some like friendship breakups, some that were, I think, a lot more loud, if that's the right word, but some that were also silent. And the silent ones, looking back on it, I wish there was definitely more conversation that came from it. But at the same time, I think you can also only communicate with people as much as they're willing to. So Mm. I think that's one thing sometimes that gets lost in translation is I think sometimes, you know, people go through those friendship breakups or just friendships sort of starting to fizzle out. And when you try to communicate with somebody, even whether it's just to text them or to see them and you're making that effort and it's not being reciprocated, if you can get to that point where you're like, you know what, I did everything that I could to even communicate and it just went on deaf ears, I was okay in those friendships with being like, you know what, I did what I could. 
and I walked away from it. It sucks that there wasn't a conversation about it, but if you've tried, there's really nothing more that you can do. And then, like I said, some of them a bit more loud where there were conversations. And in the end, I think it's like all love. And if I ever saw any of those people, it's not like there's any animosity. I'm not going to like go the opposite direction (laughs) or anything. But I think when you can just get honest with yourself, depending on, you know, what it is, sometimes it's really your personalities, the life journeys that you're on just don't align. And that is okay. Like you said, maybe just for a season and that's okay. You can, you can let it go. Yeah. I think that's huge and honestly I feel like when someone removes themselves from my life I see that as maybe that's just what needs to happen and so I just let it happen especially like you said if you reach out they don't respond that's letting you know hey they remove themselves and I believe that everything does happen for a reason and personally I can't think of one friendship breakup that I regret or that I miss and I don't mean to sound mean but I'm just trying to drive home the point that it just needed to happen and I just think that is what it is and I think trying to really hold on to someone who doesn't want to be in your life or something that probably isn't the best for you I think is where we can go wrong because we try to force it for whatever reason maybe we don't like change maybe we wanted to keep that person in our life even though maybe we shouldn't have we don't always like make the best decisions depending on like our state of mind but I think just being willing to as you're doing for your mantra let life happen and just like go with that flow and if they go let them go if they stay well hey that's great that's so true yeah and I think that in itself too is a really good point because I think like as we're also evolving as people it would be I think unrealistic to maybe think that you're going to keep all of the same friends that you have and I know people that have had the same friends since the time that they were five and six and I think that's fantastic for them but at the same time I think there also needs to be a conversation sort of that you have with yourself like are these friendships at least challenging me are we both still evolving are we both still growing not necessarily as like you have to grow together but it's are you guys sort of all just in the same places that you were before are they at least you know encouraging your growth and I think just being in friendships where I think it's one of those things where you know sometimes you run into somebody that you haven't seen in like 20 15 years I can't believe we're that old ew (laughs) oh my god when they're like wow I haven't seen you since da 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 like you haven't changed a bit Mm. I don't know something about that always would like terrify me I don't ever want to see somebody that I haven't seen in 10-15 years and looks wise you know if I look the same I'm gonna take that as a compliment because you're saying I look young but if somebody's like commenting on your personality and like wow you haven't changed a bit I think of course at your core there can be things that are great that you've maintained but I think there should be some level of self-involvement especially if you're still being compared to your high school self like i've seen people from high school and i'm like wow they haven't changed a bit and it is not a compliment i'm not meaning it to be negative but if you were i don't know just maybe not the nicest person in high school or you just your energy just wasn't something that was positive and people are seeing you 10 to 15 years later and nothing has changed that to me like i feel sad for you that over the last 10 years that you you haven't changed so i think like your friendship yeah yeah it's really scary i think like friendships too like and that to your point too where it's okay when those friendship breakups kind of just like fizzle out and there isn't a conversation and maybe that was the reason you guys are growing in different directions and that's okay but they just don't need to be something where you guys grow together yeah i agree i even think about how you think about the friendships you had maybe when you were younger and how maybe you thought you were going to be lifelong friends but then it's kind of like maybe something happens and you kind of really do see who your friends are when like something bad happens and you're in a bad place and you see who shows up for you so I think that's also like another sign or that could maybe be considered going apart or friendship breakup but I just remember I was talking to my best friend when I was visiting her and we were talking about how we um, when she got married she asked me to be her maid of honor but and there was this girl who she was friends with longer who was like so jealous like she wanted to be the maid of honor and so I feel like she just made things more difficult and I told my friend I was like she's lucky I love you because I would go off on her because there's just no way that I would have dealt with her if it wasn't for my best friend but she was saying she's like the crazy thing is she's like I made the right decision I don't even talk to her anymore you know we've all had our challenges as we've gone older and it's like she made the right decision her maid of honor has still been there for her and still calls her and checks on her and visits her Mm -hmm. and it's like this girl was so jealous but it's like for what 
you know, it's okay that you may have known her longer, you know, but it's like sometimes you just have a friend that you have more of a connection with. But it's like, why be jealous? Like you were in the wedding party. But I think it's just really interesting when you kind of have, I don't say competition, but maybe like a friend's a little bit jealous that you're closer to a newer friend. And then like you look back and it's like, okay, well, clearly, you know, it all made sense based on where we are now because me and her are still friends and the other girl is, you know, not in the picture. It's so funny you say that because I feel like that's exactly what had happened with some of my previous friendship breakups, if you will. But it's not that it was intentional. It's just like, let's say you do meet a friend at work or somebody at work that turns into a friend and you're spending a lot of time with. Like, of course, if you work with somebody and then somebody else is your friend, the level of time isn't ever going to be comparable. But even like Mm -hmm. how those friendships get nourished outside, it's like if I'm wanting to spend time with somebody and I'm trying to reach out to you who has been my lifelong best friend, you're not reciprocating that effort. And then I meet somebody new who, you know, over time you start to hang out with them more. So the things that are going on in your life, they become the person that you turn to and so on and so forth. It's always been kind of funny to me how that original person sometimes finds a way to get upset about it. Mm-hmm. But it's like you were the one who wasn't showing up for me in the first place, but now you want to get upset. And then the passive aggressive comments come, well, she has got a new best friend. But it's like, again, we could have all been friends. But if you're not showing up, then how can you expect? You want me just to sit here and not talk to anybody and stare at a wall? <laughs> you know? Exactly. You know, but again, I think all that comes with age and mm-hmm. yeah, friendship breakups are, are definitely tough, but very, they are. Yeah. And I think sometimes like it's okay. Like it is technically a loss. So if you have to grieve it, grieve it. But I think it's one of those things like have your moment, feel how you want to feel about it as with any situation and then, you know, move on. Because for mm-hmm. me, it's like when one door closes, another will open, you will create or you will meet the friends that are meant for you in this period of your life so I think it's just being able to accept that change and I know sometimes it can be hard and it's okay to feel whatever way you feel about it but just don't stay there and let that like cause you to grasp on to something that's just not meant for you so I think that's important question how do you feel about friendship like breaks in the same way sometimes that couples go on breaks do you think that there's a space for breaks and friendships or do you think it should be sort of a friendship breakup because kind of to your point earlier too is like sometimes it's for a season but sometimes like people can just really be going through it on their own and sometimes you do need to have a bit of space from your friend or maybe you do have a fight that you know it's not the be-all end-all gonna totally ruin your friendship but sometimes you just need space that is the great question that i've not really thought of because i don't know if i've ever had a technically like a friendship break but I think if it's something you need and it's communicated well I think it has to be communicated well because if someone walked out of my life I didn't hear from them and you came back I can't say I'd be mad but I'd be like I don't think I'd take it too seriously because I'd be like, okay, like what's going on here? Like what's your intentions? Like this is weird. And you know, I'll probably ask you about it. But I think like if you feel like you need that and you want to communicate that, I would do that. And if the other person's open, why not? Especially if it's like not really anything too bad and it wasn't anything like too, I guess, hurtful, then why Mm -hmm. not? But I could just imagine that a lot of people wouldn't take that well. Like, they would be really in their feelings about that. Like, I could just see people being like, girl, why are you trying to spin the block? Like, the same way I feel about when guys try to spin the block. Like, I even wonder for myself, am I going to be like, wait, what? You know? But I think if it's communicated well, that would be the only thing that would be different. Yeah. No, the reason I ask is I feel like that happened to me a lot when I was younger. Is especially, I'm just thinking of this, like, one little friend group I had, I think, when I was in, like, the fourth grade we were kind of like a trio. So you know what they say is like three's a crowd. One girl would be fighting with like another one. So then it would be like two against one. And like, we wouldn't talk to her for like a week. And then sometimes it would be me who was on the outs. And it's just really interesting. Again, of course, how your friendships evolve and grow. But I think sometimes if you do maybe have an argument with a friend, and there's obviously a time where if you guys are both really riled up, that's you know maybe not the time to have a conversation. You know, you yeah. can give it like a few days. And I think maybe that's it is I think sometimes we do it and we don't even necessarily realize that we're going through a little break. But sometimes like, again, if you just can't come to a resolution or if maybe, you know, like your friend did something that kind of upset you, even if you're not necessarily ready to talk about it, but you kind of are just like, you know what, let me just take a little bit of space. Maybe I won't send them a couple memes, say, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just I think having like a little bit of like a healthy space and maybe sort of creating, you know, nothing ever where it's like this friendship is going to end. But sometimes like, you know, especially if you have your friends 
who kind of become your sisters or your family mm, in any yeah. sort of circumstance, like it's so normal for them to annoy you and be like, girl, Very I just true. want a little bit of a break from you, you know? But That makes sense. Like it's like a little break, but I guess in my head I was thinking like six months a year plus. I'm like, no, oh, no, I just no, forgot no. about you by that time. <laughs> no, not around the block like that. Not like these men. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that that makes sense. And like, yeah, I think it's one of those things like I probably have had that and just didn't realize it or you lose touch with someone and then now like maybe they moved to the city you're in. So now you're like back to hanging out all the time. So yeah, like I think those, you know, unintentional breaks kind of happen, but they also can be good, like you said. So I want to end this episode on a positive note and talk about some friendship green flags now that we've talked about breakups and jealousy and all the things. So do you have any green flags? Definitely. I think a friend who will like one, support your growth. That is a big one for me. So any, or just supportive in general, anything you're working on. I think honestly, like I need you to tell me if there's something in my teeth or if my alpha is bad, you know, like, like you said, obviously don't be mean about it. But I think even as lighthearted as those things are, I think when it does come to larger decisions or if you're truly laying on your friends for advice, if you can be honest with me in those lighthearted things and I know and I would feel comfortable coming to you in other circumstances because I know that you're going to tell me you know what it is yeah. that I have here that's huge you like what is the point of having friends that are just going to tell you what you want to hear like you can get other people to do that but if they're just going to tell you what you want to hear like how are you going to grow if you don't have people in your life who will hold you accountable when maybe you can't even see that you need to be held accountable and so I think that is like so huge being able to tell your friends what they need to hear and I know that can be scary especially if that's like not your personality and maybe just those kind of things are challenging for you but what I will say is if they don't take it well that is something that you need to know because that's like a huge thing so yeah I agree with that I think those are my top two what about you I think those are good I definitely agree with those but I would say like just being authentic just being yourself especially when it comes to like new friendships and you're getting to know people like just being yourself and just show me who you really are like you know I think sometimes we've seen this in relationships I'm sure but even in friendships sometimes people do put on a facade because they want you to like them and they want to come off a certain way but I think when you are yourself you are going to find the people that you are meant to be friends with and so I think it's just really important to like just show up as yourself and obviously understandably in the beginning you know it might take you time to open up but just being yourself is like huge with me you know I don't want to feel like you were someone when I first met you then a year later it's like who is this person you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's really huge and then as we've talked about this whole episode but someone who's self-aware because I think if you are self-aware and you're working towards growth but you have a friend who's not it's going to be so challenging to have those conversations when things do come up because everything is going to be your fault because they are not able to see the role that they've played in anything and I think that's just really unhealthy and it's just really challenging to have to deal with totally and so draining oh my gosh so draining and then like what you said you said honesty but integrity like yeah being honest but also someone who is going to like do the right thing I think is key especially when it comes to like when you're not in the room and maybe someone's trying to be shady and rude but I think a friend with integrity will nip that in the bud and be like okay um first off no but if you you have all this energy you need to wait until she's here to like mm-hmm. defend herself you know but like not on my watch kind of thing totally. that's, that's so like and I guess it's like loyalty too but I think that's like really important and yeah I think someone who's like balanced I think and inspiring like all of those things I think just I mean we all have a little bit of imbalance in our life but I think someone who's just like in the space of at least trying to be like balanced because I think those people also get that like you can't be there a hundred percent of the time like you know they understand that life lives and that you know we all have our highs and our lows and everything ebbs and flows so again they like give you that grace so I think all of that is just so important and of course as I said earlier like I want friends that inspire me like maybe they've gotten to a place in life that I haven't gotten to yet so that's really cool then I can like kind of like watch them do it and be inspired and it's kind of like what I said earlier okay they got there so my time is coming it's not yet but I'm inspired by what they're doing and so it's just like okay I can do this too it's like that extra little motivation that sometimes we just need totally 
I think, yeah, it's really important to just, what's that quote that they say too? Like you're the five people that you hang out with the most. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that's exactly why we have to be selective because they could either make your life better or they can take you down the wrong path. And I think at this age, I would hope that we just like want to be around people that are just going to like add value and make our lives better. Like we said, life is fragile. We want to have fun. We want to be inspired. We want to live. I think most of us at least would want to live an extraordinary life. And I think your friends play a huge role in that. Huge. Yeah, definitely. I think the self-awareness one is key because I think you have to have that level of self-awareness to also know when maybe somebody's coming to your life and is bringing you down a potentially wrong path. Yes, that is so true. And I think that is, like you said, it's key. And I feel like that's been the theme of this episode. And honestly, so many of my episodes this year, it's all been about self-awareness. But I think that just means that it is so important and it affects literally everything in our life, whether it's friendships, dating, personal growth, happiness, like it all really is affected by Mm self-awareness. It's all connected. Yes. All right, girl. Well, this has been so great. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting about friendships with me. Of course, anytime, anytime. Yes. I feel like it's always like, especially when I have these conversations, it just feels so good. And it's just like almost like therapeutic in a way, but then also it kind of like, it's like a whole little evolving growth session at the same time. Yeah, it is. I love them. Yes. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. If you really loved the episode and you felt like it resonated with you, be sure to share the love and share the episode with a friend. Also, if you could take a minute and head to the review section wherever you listen to your podcast and leave me a review, letting me know what you're loving about these episodes and which topics you want to hear next. That way, I can make sure that I continue creating episodes that you love. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. Until next week, bye, grown girl gang.